Welcome back to the Cinemania World Podcast. My name is Dwayne, and today we have episode 42 of the Cinemania World Show. This is the show where we talk about a bunch of movie and television news all on one. I am joined by my co-host of the World Show, Alex Madden from the Cinemania page on YouTube. Alex, how are you? What's going on? We're already up to 42. 42, man. It's real. Yeah, 42. <laughs> going to have a big party for the 50s. We got to. Yeah, I know. It's going to be insane. And then the 100th and all that stuff. So we'll, it's going to yeah. be crazy. Um, we are also joined from YouTube and the Cinemania page, Tyler Calvert. Tyler, what's going on, young fella? Yo, what's up? Say, always ba- always fun to be back with the On the World show. Although I do play movie reviews as well. So, I mean, it's, world shows are always fun, too. Yes, I should have said from the movie from the movie reviews and stuff like that as well. Um, so Shannon was supposed to be on the show from the world. I mean, from the Cinemania page, but it'll only just be the three of us tonight: me, Tyler, and Alex. And we're gonna talk about some Avengers stuff. Talk about um, some Game of Thrones. I know Alex has a lot to say about um, Sunday's episode of Game of Thrones. I know Tyler has not Ty- seen it. Tyler, you might want to pop some popcorn. <laughs> I know Tyler. I mean, I don't watch the show, so it doesn't really matter to me. Yeah, I know. I know Tyler does not care about the show, which is why I wanted one of the other members who watches uh, Game of Thrones and who like who who was obsessed with it and did not like um, Sunday's episode. So it's going to be very, very interesting to see how this all goes and plays out. Um, but we'll get into this, some key topics, and then we'll get into the Fast Track news, and then we'll do the television stuff, and then Alex will have his movie poll list of the week, and we'll go from there. All right, first things first, Avengers Endgame, if that's not the topic of everyone on everyone's mind as of late. Avengers Endgame, I, there's been some rumors and reports that um, Disney will be trying to do an Avengers Oscar race for the movie. Um, not sure, not sure for what kind of categories or, you know, what you know besides VFX, which is what they do every year for Avengers. But um, it's going to be interesting. But so I raised the question: Do you guys think that um, Avengers Endgame has like a higher chance of that when it comes to next year's Oscars? Um, Tyler, I'll start with you. Uh, I think it definitely has a. I mean, it's definitely a lock to get nominated for visual effects. I mean, that's right, like that's right, right. Pretty much every Marvel movie, well, pretty much every year, almost a Marvel movie gets nominated for visual effects in some regard, and they always lose. So, I mean, I think that'll be the same case this year. They'll probably get nominated for visual effects, and then they'll lose, but not really because I think they'll just lose to The Lion King. So Disney wins either way. But uh, other than that, I mean, the other ones I could see it getting a big push for is maybe screenplay. And especially score, because I think Alan Silvestri's score is really amazing for Avengers Endgame. Totally agree. I don't think those are like the lock-in yeah. ones. I mean, I could see them do it going for other ones as well. I mean, obviously, a Best Picture nomination would be probably pretty big. Since Black Panther got nominated last year, they probably want to get one like Avengers Endgame in there. Right. And maybe, maybe of, I mean, there's like a hundred different characters in the movie. But, I mean, if you're going to give one an Oscar nomination, it probably would be Robert Downey Jr. But we'll see. Uh, Alex, what do you think? Yeah, I definitely think it's a lock for like best visual effects. Uh, original score, I think, should be a lock. Um, screenplay, I'm not too sold on it being a full lock mm-hmm. yet. Um, but I definitely think it has a high chance of being a lock mm-hmm. for a screenplay. Um, Downey Jr., I think, is 50-50. He's, he's, he's the one I want to get nominated if he gets nominated for Best Actor or something. Mm-hmm. Um, best Picture, I think, is going to be hard. But again, like Tyler said, you do have the fact that Black Panther 
was nominated for Best Picture last year. And so I think I feel like Disney's just gonna try and push this movie onto every category that they possibly. Can. I well I so there was a there was a report I think like two like last week that they actually they screened Endgame in front of in front of some members of the Academy. So it 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 depends on what they you know what the primary what what the like the goal was for that mm-hmm. screening for the uh, members of the academy like what what are they what do they want them to focus on as far as like okay this we want to do this for next year what do you think and stuff so I agree I definitely say um, I definitely say Robert Downey Jr. just like what he's what he did in that movie especially from like his arc from the beginning of the film to the end yeah as well yeah. as being this like kind of like like mental patient in the beginning with like when he got back on earth and stuff like that and even his performance mm-hmm. when he's the the monologuing in front of the uh, iron man helmet and then towards mm-hmm. the end of course when he's you know all the stuff with his daughter and stuff like that so i can definitely i agree i can definitely see him as one of the um as like you know for best actor best screenplay i don't know yet i will say score though because um alan Silvestri's score especially when you get into that that the portals it's called portals when when that, he doesn't get talked about yeah it. when that um when that scene is happening when everyone's coming back and then like kind of like that build up of like before captain america says avengers assemble that mm-hmm. is like one of the that that gets me so hyped especially if you see it in like a big theater that has really really good like stereos and stuff like that that scene alone is just epic you know i agree yeah um so i i i would say probably those two things and then and then, of course, like you guys said, VFX and stuff like that. Um, do you now? Do you guys think it's gonna it's gonna pass surpass Avatar? Because right now it's at 2.5 billion worldwide. And I know on the ride here, Alex, you were saying how it needs like 300 million to surpass Avatar. What do you guys think, Alex? Uh, I think there is still a chance it can, but right now, where it's been out for a couple of weeks, almost a month now. I think it's going to be hard, but I'm not going to rule out the possibility that it will. Uh, Tyler, what do you think? I definitely think it's possible. It's I mean, obviously, you know, it's pretty close. I mean, $300 million. I mean, in box office numbers, that's still a lot. And in regular people numbers, it's a lot too. But, I mean, it's possible. I think they're probably going to try and just keep it in theaters as long as they can just to make sure it gets yeah. over the little hump that Avatar is at this point because – you may as well. I mean, they're competing against themselves now since Disney owns Avatar anyway. But That's it'd be true. cool. To, it'd be cool to see. I mean, I don't really. I've never really cared as much if it for it to pass Avatar or not. It really makes no difference to me. I mean, I didn't. Mm-hmm. I never hated Avatar. <laughs> it's just. It, I don't know why it made that much money, but it, it, it exists. <laughs> yeah. Here's my thing with Avatar, though. I feel like the box office numbers for that are like completely invalid right. because I think it should be. I think it should be upon first release, not re-release, because it's made 2.7 billion on both original release and theatrical release combined, mm-hmm. or uh, re-release yeah. rather. So I don't really find that like fair. Yeah, I agree. Um, and I a lot of things a lot of things people aren't realizing is that um, Avengers has been out for what three weeks now? We would say. Yeah, just about. Um, th- these kind of numbers you don't make until like like 2.4 billion. <clears throat> in the box office, you don't make until like your tenth weekend. So the fact yeah. that it's in its third weekend making that much is kind of insane. So yeah. I definitely think there's a possibility. Like even when you told me while we were on the um, while we were on the uh, 
the, yeah, when we was in the car, you told me that, oh, it just passed 2.5. Um, I'm like, oh, already? So that means, like, on Sunday, it was at 2.468, I believe. Um, it was me and Larry was talking about it. So the fact that it's, uh, what, Tuesday and it's already at 2.5, I think there's a possibility that it can do another another 200 million, um, depending on how many places keep running the film and stuff. I mean, it's definitely going to hit a lot of competition with, um, like, Pikachu kind of affected it, but not too much. But um, you know, we have John Wick coming out, and then we have uh, what else? What? Uh, I guess uh, we have that. <laughs> we have that coming out. We we do. Yeah, Godzilla's gonna be a good one. Rocket Man's gonna have a good audience because people love those mo- kinds of movies. They keep it in there. It's all um, June. Dark Phoenix. And then Alex, please go away with this Dark Phoenix. Good <laughs> lord! Like, um, oh yeah, that's a contender. <laughs> that's a contender. Yeah, it's not gonna do. Uh, Cause like, yeah. So, um, I, I I I guess we'll see as far as Avengers. Um, I I do want it to pass Avatar because I'm just so tired of hearing like James Cameron be like so full of himself as far as this Avatar movie. Yeah, me too. I'm waiting. I'm waiting for Avengers to just like kill it on arrival. I mean, um, his but he still has two and three. I get, yeah, but like, I mean, yeah, it got pushed back again. So like, who really cares about the next couple of Avatar films? Because it was crazy too. You guys realize that Avatar two is supposed to be out in 2014. It's yeah. 2019 yeah. now. Like, and it, it was, and then it was supposed to come out next year. Now it's it's 2021, 2021 right? now, and it's it's incredible. Yeah. So, like, I I just I don't think anybody cares about like Avatar. I agree. Series. I don't think like, they do me like, either. <laughs> I don't like nobody's really like everybody I talk to who's seen Avatar is like, yeah, it's fine. Like nobody's in love with Avatar. Yeah, I don't. Um, I don't. I don't see it doing that well. I mean, I mean, not that well. I don't know what I'm talking about. I don't see Avatar two doing like what. The first, first one, one did, because um, it's very, it's way too over overrated, in my opinion. Yeah. Like Avatar was, yeah. I have the Blu-ray, it's fine. Yeah, you know, it's, yeah, it's, it's like perfectly watchable, yeah. but two point seven, it's a little ridiculous for that movie. Um, all right, so let's get right into the other key topic of the day. I already discussed my qualms about, uh, you know, Game of Thrones on Sunday and stuff, um, but the episode The Bells, which was episode five of season eight caused uh, a huge fan outcry on social media um and then people like tyler who do not watch game of thrones on the sidelines watching with popcorn i would assume but um listen on yesterday's throne watch i said that i'm in the middle as far as how i feel about the show i don't get the overall hate like hatred over the show um but i do I, I thought it was, I don't think, people calling it one of the worst episodes of Game of Thrones history is ridiculous, you know what I mean? I thought yes. the episode, Thank I thought you. the episode was good, but there was, of course, there was stuff that I just didn't really like as far as that, but that's just common, you know, but like, um, yeah, there's people, it's been, it's just been crazy these past few days, um, I tried to have somebody who didn't like, cause I know you like the episode a lot, Alex, and like the season a lot for the most part, but I wanted to get someone who didn't like, the, who doesn't, who has been a big fan of this season and who didn't like, really like the episode on Sunday, which is like Larry, but he wasn't able to today, um, everyone's kind of busy, and then Shannon too, to get her thoughts, but, um, yeah, so go ahead, Alex, I know you had some things to say, and feel free, floor is yours. I'm not sh- yeah, uh, Tyler, feel free to cook some popcorn, sit back, uh, kick your feet up. Um, 
I wasn't sure if I should save this for the fast track stuff, but I'm just going to get it out of the way. Uh, I just don't understand this fan base right now when they say that this episode makes no sense. Mm -hmm. Because in the grand scheme of things, when you think about it, it does make sense. And I don't understand why people are saying Daenerys Targaryen is written out of character. Because there's so many factors here that as to why she did what she did in that last episode go back throughout the entire run of the show the entire show was setting up for that moment when you really think about it and the whole argument that like oh she burned civilians and stuff like that like yeah she burned civilians in a giant city but she also burned the tarley family like nobody's bringing that up and that like everything from the past seasons with game of thrones is just completely gone out the window because i think it's because it's the last season it's because fans expectations are completely like being like shattered like all these fan theories this is proof that fan you should never come up with fan theories uh-huh and just like that they're the dumbest thing ever if the last jedi didn't tell you that you definitely shouldn't have um i mean fan theories is gonna happen with any movie how many of us fan theoried like endgame and stuff like that what's gonna happen yeah but like why why is there so much of a fan theory outcry with the last jedi and game of thrones but not with endgame i think because endgame unfortunately not unfortunately but endgame paid off those theories kind of better like endgame even if you had this wild idea what to happen on endgame if if they didn't do it then that's fine but just the payoff of that movie is probably what helped what caused it not to have any outcry because you know when you have when you theorize something like it's 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 for the nature of fun right i mean now with social media it can get not fun but the the mo- the the whole purpose of theorizing is just the nature of fun and if people if people wasn't theorizing for movies like us you know the, uh, people yeah. theorize about that all the time well what's going to happen you know how is this you know like how did it work how you know what's the you know what's the big reveal at the end and all that stuff that's just going to happen with movies um I mean, it's not going to happen with movies like 5 feet apart or like you know escape room but like you know what i mean it's going to happen with these bigger movies with more of a meaning now i i i agree i i i really do agree with what you're saying as far as like um, people's expectations, not a, not a, you know, not a really like people who aren't really like, you know, sold on like what to think and people who are upset about it and being too upset. Cause I do think it's a little ridiculous for people who are like completely angry over this whole thing because that's just not me. Maybe because I started the seasons like a few weeks ago and binge watched it. I'm not like a hundred percent invested like everyone else is who has been watching this since 2011. But yeah. I guess, like, for me, I guess if my own thing with you and I and, you know, going through the whole thing was the fact that, um, you know, if my thing is that, like, if people I agree with you about the people who are being assholes and like calling out the creators, getting them fired and, you know, screw them and all this type of stuff. But I I, I, can't, I I don't disagree with anyone who doesn't like the episode. If they didn't like it, they didn't yeah, like it. I mean, you know what I mean? I mean, like, I mean, because, Tyler, you obviously saw the group chat that we had right. yesterday. Like, I didn't, like, in that well, yeah, group chat, like, I didn't. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I didn't, 
I didn't mean to come across like that. I was just, it was just like, just the amount of hate, like, I don't want to call anybody out, uh, but like that I saw that some of us in the group had. And it just seems like, just seems like it's only, not even for like this entire season, because it seems like people really forget that like the first two, even three episodes of the season, like people actually really liked. It was that whole, to me, this whole thing just got blown way out of proportion when that stupid Starbucks coffee thing happened. Um, yeah, I mean, dude, if you're like a multi-million dollar show, little mistakes like that is ridiculous. It is ridiculous. Little mistakes like that. And they had another one. They had another one on Sunday, too, with like Jamie Lannister's arm. If you've seen that little <laughs> yeah. thing, like that's yeah. you're like a multi-million dollar. <laughs> if this was like a it's like shit, if this was like a random like what a random like show on Epics, you know that random app that no one cares yeah. about, then I'd be like, okay, yeah. they fucking forgot a copy. Hey, this is hey, game of isn't Epics the, yeah. the channel doing that Pennyworth? Yeah, yeah, they are. Yeah, yeah I think so. If it was oh like if, if, if you know if I saw like a coffee cup in 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 in, in um and um you know in that TV show, I'd be like, okay, this is ridiculous. But this is Game of Thrones. Like, let's get it's, our shit and, together yeah, here. And it's, you know? and it's not like, and it's not like, I get it. Like, it's the final season. Like, it's a glaring, blatant issue that's in the episode. But like, everybody's freaking out and acting like it's the first time there's a goof on a Game of Thrones episode. I guarantee you, you can IMDb Game of Thrones. Go under the goof section. I bet you there's a goof in every episode. So that means it's intentional, or it's just not. In- if it was intentional, then I'd, I'd laugh. But I don't think it was intentional. So no, okay, so that's, a, that's not a problem to you. Let me, yeah, okay. I think if it was if it was intentional, <laughs> they wouldn't have. They wouldn't It'd be have funny. Out, you know? Can you imagine if? Can you imagine if like you know, you imagine if we're watching an end battle in end game, right? And then you randomly see like, uh, if you randomly see like a McDonald's. F- French fry case on the floor. Would you not be like, "Come on, guys! You're a multi-billion-dollar company. No one, no one saw this on the cutter cutting room floor at all." We got to think how many people watched that episode <laughs> through editing and all the other steps of process. Exactly. That. That's my thing about Nobody it. Nobody noticed this giant coffee cup on the table in front of the <laughs> Right. Um. Yeah. But I, you know, but like, and that's my thing too. Like, as far as the show, we, we, we um, we're short on time, so um, we can't elongate this yeah. conversation like I wanted to. But as far as the show. I I do like I think like people like we'll say I'll say Larry like Larry is very passionate with this show and as are we with a lot of stuff that we like you know what I mean if if you're if he's passionate about this show and he's just not liking where this season's going and he's not like liking the writing then he's justified I I I think yeah. he's justified like it's if you don't like certain things like I I think Dark Phoenix is gonna be god awful. You know what I mean? But you're into that stuff, and you're justified. I'm not. I'm not. If what what you were kind of doing over the week, like yesterday, was as if if I was like uh, Alex, you buffoon. Like you, why are you so into this movie? You know what I mean? I don't care that you're into Dark Phoenix. Go ahead, have a good time. I'm gonna watch it. I just want to get it get it over with already. But like, you know what I mean? I yeah, exactly. But I'm not gonna like you know completely. I feel like if people didn't like it, they're justified. If people did like it, they're justified. I'm in the middle. I thought it was, ah, I thought it was all right. You know, I didn't think it was yeah. bad or really great. I thought it was okay. You know, a couple of, couple, couple of questionable things that I would change. But yeah, any last comments before we move on? Yeah, I mean, I mean, I personally like the episode. Like, I like, I like how it threw us for a loop. I mean, there's obviously stuff that I didn't like in the episode. On, like, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I don't know if I should get into that well, now. What did you like? Go ahead. Yeah, yeah. Um, I like the fact that Jamie and Cersei 
end up back together and dying together. I just didn't like the way. That I, yeah, I thought her death was stupid because they've been setting up her death yeah. for a while. Like you know, it's just gonna be this big like character death, and she kind of just got crumbled. You know, that was kind of stupid. Yeah, I have no problem with Daenerys being the main villain now. Um. Yeah. I don't know. I would have to see how it plays out next week. Because, like, I, I, I can understand, like, because to me that that whole storyline's been built up for the entire show. There's evidence for it, at least on from what I how I see right. it, throughout the entire show. Um, I will say, though, I, I'm not going, I don't personally think this, but I will not disagree with people when they say that this, that her villainous storyline feels rushed. It does. That's why, and that's what people, a lot of people were saying that they, they wish for the longer season because we're in episode five and she's already like burning children. Um, but, you know, yeah. All right. So let's uh, move on from Game of Thrones. We'll talk more about it maybe on Throne Watch on Sunday. Um, uh, yeah. Because hopefully I can try to get a couple of you for that Sunday show. Um, yeah. I don't know if I'll be able Yeah. To we'll see. We'll see. Uh, all right. So let's move on to the last key topic of the day. And that is It Chapter 2. Um, becomes the highest viewed horror trailer since last Thursday. Uh, last Thursday is when the trailer dropped. I just wanted to get you guys' thoughts on that trailer and as far as how big it will be because the first movie grossed about $117 million opening weekend, which for a horror is like insane. That's like a, that's like superhero money um, that it grossed in its opening weekend. It, it chapter one. So I just wanted to get you guys' thoughts on the trailer. Uh, Tyler, what do you think since like you've been quiet this whole time because of the Game actually, of Thrones hold on, hold on before before he goes he's actually going to be the only one to go I haven't seen the trailer you haven't seen the oh god no alright Tyler go ahead I, I watched I watched the Midsummer trailer <laughs> Tyler, go ahead well, well I did like I did like the Midsummer trailer too but uh the trailer for it, chapter 2 it was really good it was really creepy definitely I definitely like the the adult cast for the um, the characters just because I mean I grew a t- I, I've grown to love more so the kids versions from chapter one but it's gonna be cool to mm-hmm. see their evolution in this one being adults having to come back to Derry and the old Pennywise again and that creepy <laughs> that super friggin creepy lady in the it chapter two trailers is like haunting my nightmares at this point but she was so I'm good. excited <laughs> for it too I'm excited I'm excited for the film I mean. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it. I don't know if it'll make the same kind of money though, because I know, like you just said, it made like a hundred plus million opening weekend, and it ended up making like seven hundred something million worldwide, like total. Yeah, yeah, just which about. Is, which, like, like you said, that's like superhero money for yeah. horror film. Yeah, that yeah definitely. So I don't know. I don't know if they could top that money wise, but I could. I could see them at least making a movie that's just as good, like structurally, at least. Mm-hmm. Well, I see what you just did there when you said money wise. <laughs> yeah. I don't think he noticed. I don't think he, he was in. I don't think he was intentional. Um, yeah. I agree, uh, Tyler. I love the trailer. I'm so bummed that Alex did not see it. I just, I the trailer was so good. I, I'm behind. The, the trailer is so good. It's like, it's so subtle too. You know, it wasn't this like big Hollywood kind of trailer. Yeah, it's like it just build like, it's like it's a scene, but kind of. I, I know the scene is longer in the um in like because it was shown at CinemaCon like, a few weeks back. Um, I know that scene's longer, which is more great. That means it's gonna be more tension. But just seeing like I love Bill Skarsgård. I I I, I actually on Saturday I rewatched <clears throat> it chapter one just because I was so excited from that trailer. And he's just so good. You know what I mean? Every when he was announced as Pennywise and no one bought it. Like no one bought it. Everyone was like, "Oh God, why?" Dude, he creeped me. The but he shit was out really good. I, I, you know, and I love his little laugh. I love his little manuri- like you know, mannerisms and stuff like that. I'm really excited for it. Um, 
as far as it doing as much as the first one did, I do think it has a chance to because, like, you know, peop- the sequels usually tend to do better than the first one does. And I think the hype for this trailer, I mean, it, it's being it's the it's like the most highest viewed trailer now for horror. Mm-hmm. So I do think that there, there's a want for this trailer. And I and I saw like I saw for Endgame, there's a lot of people who. I know don't really care for movies on my Facebook like you know people from high school and college or whatever they're all like they were all sharing the post I mean the the it trailer all over my Facebook so I was just like okay when I see that then usually I have a feeling that a movie is going to do do good because now you're reaching out to the casual viewers you know what I mean yeah, not, not the, us. the Avengers Endgame of the horror world yeah I mean I hope yeah. that'll be pretty cool but that's that's coming out in September so we'll see how that how that does um, all right, so you want to move in? Let's move into the fast track news. Uh, th- everyone, this is where we just go through a bunch of movie things that happened throughout the week, um, and we'll talk about the ones that we want to talk about. All right, so Bond 25 has halted production due to Daniel Craig having an, <laughs> an injury. Alex's face is funny. Um, <laughs> Black Widow's original role in Endgame was revealed. She's supposed to be caring for orphans, which is interesting. Uh, the fifth installment of the Purge franchise is coming in summer 2020. The new trailer for Ari Aster, uh, Midsummer, was released t- today. We'll get everyone's thoughts on that. And then Godzilla, King of the Monsters, first reactions are calling it an epic clash of the titans. And then Spider-Man Far From Home is tracking a 100 to, to a $120 million debut in the domestic box office. So, Alex, is there anything from the Fast Act News that piques your interest, sir? Well, you definitely know we're going to talk James Bond. <laughs> This uh, movie, man. This Bond Twenty Five. You, you guys have said it for a while, and I'm, I'm like, nope, nope. I'm still, but nope. I think I'm starting to believe this thing's gonna be a train it's, wreck. Yeah, I don't know what's happening, dude. It's like some, like I, I was so excited a few weeks ago when they was announcing all the cast and. But then there was no yeah, title. Yeah, there was no title, but they announced the cast and locations. I was like, okay, cool. This is starting yeah. to feel like an event. It's got a good yeah, cast. Yeah, I was like, this is starting to feel like an event. This is awesome. And then we got no title. And I was like, okay, so maybe. The, maybe. That's because there's no finish. And script. I was like, yeah, that, that kind of had me worried. It didn't feel like, oh, we don't have a title yet because we're saving it for you. It was like, we don't have a title yet because we don't fucking know, guys. Like, it felt yeah. like that. So that's kind of scary. Yeah, yeah. And <laughs> like, to go, to go along with this whole, like, halting production because Daniel Craig, like, rolled his ankle and probably like is crying he's old um yeah he is old uh but like but like i i read an article yesterday like they're like yeah the script like the script's not finished like they have they have the basic story down and they know where the story's gonna go it's just the script is not finished because of the dialogue like they don't know what the dialogue's gonna be like daniel craig is writing that is scenes. awful i don't I, that's what happened with quantum of solace bond 25 is becoming Bond 25 New Mutants. Um, yes. Um, <laughs> it, is. it really yeah. is. I I don't know. Anything uh, else? Poor, poor New Mutants. Anything else from the uh, Fast Track News, Alex, before we go um, to Tyler? Yeah. Uh, what, what else was there? Oh, the, the Midsummer trailer. Um, Here's my thing about Midsummer. Uh, it looks... I'm interested because I liked Ari Aster's... Um, I really, I really, really loved Hereditary. It's one of my, th- it's my, it was my third favorite movie of last year, and Ari Aster, I his visionary, like skills of you know Hereditary was like amazing. So this movie with this trailer, the vibe I'm getting is that it just feels very A24. 
I don't know if that makes mm-hmm. sense. Like, yeah, you were you were saying, yeah, that like earlier, it feels yeah. like two A twenty four. Like Hereditary felt different enough that it wasn't. It did feel like A twenty four, but it felt like someone's vision. And this yeah. one just feels like A twenty four. Let's do some crazy shit for the sake of crazy shit. And I'm, that makes me mm-hmm. kind of worried because the trailer does look a little out out there in left field. But yeah. I don't know, you know. I I think the problem with that is that he was working on Midsummer before, or I think he was working on Midsummer and Hereditary at the same time. It's was just, he? I believe so. It's just Hereditary wasn't meant to be a horror film. It was meant to be a family drama, and then he, I think, I think he got inspiration from when he was writing Midsummer. He added the horror elements into Hereditary. Wow! And then I didn't he know put, that. He put Midsummer on the back burner in there. Wow! Um, yeah, Midsummer. Yeah. I mean, the only, I mean, the only, I mean, I like the, I like the cast, like Will Poulter and um, and Florence Pugh. She's great. Um, and yeah, I um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, Tyler, do you have any thoughts on that Mid- Midsummer trailer? I thought it looked pretty good. It was pretty creepy. I mean, I like that it's, like, really bright and vibrant. It's not, like, your typical horror film setting where, you know, this is, like, yeah. like a bright, vibrant, like, Swedish field somewhere. Right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's just it's just interesting to me how, like, as horrors progress that we're still doing, like, these weird cult satanic ritual kind of movies. Because, like, mm-hmm. I'm just kind of – I'm kind of just over at this point. Like the same two or three <laughs> yeah. different ideas and horror being recycled. It's usually either demon possession, satanic cult, slasher villains. It's just like we just like recycle the same couple things over and over and over again. We just take that same plot and just throw it into something else. But I liked Hereditary. It was definitely definitely a creepy like horror family drama. It was definitely yeah. 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 that aspect. Yeah. It's this one seems like they're going more for the, the creepiness factor and I guess now you're making like I, festival I, settings creepy yeah. with satanic rituals. Yeah, I th- I feel like I feel like hereditary made me afraid to like turn off like maybe afraid of bedrooms actually and ceilings. I feel like this is gonna make me af- yeah. 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 See, yeah, and right? that's that's and I feel, go ahead. I feel like this one's gonna make me afraid of like festivals. Well, well I mean I don't have to worry about festivals anyway. I don't go to them, so I'll be fine. But I that's my thing about Hereditary is that like it was probably the one one of the main horror movies in a long time to make to make me feel uneasy. You know, because mm-hmm. I am a horror like enthusiast. I love horror films. Um I love it, I love it, I love it so much and I have so much like enjoyment for horror. I don't know why. I mean, what does that say about me? But um, you know, hereditary like and it's like it's hard to get me scared in a horror movie. But hereditary, man, seeing Tony Collette in that corner and that end scene when you know, when, when she's looking over um Alex Wolf's character. That freaked oh, yeah, that freaked the me the fuck out. And then like when he when then the camera kinda changes and she's he's sitting on the bed and then you see her crawl out. I was like, What the fuck? I remember you was like pointing I was pointing at the screen and you're like we were both like, What the fuck when we were watching it last no, year? I yeah. No the I always thought the creepiest part is when like she just starts floating and then she just starts rapidly banging that, her head that, on the yeah. That guy because yeah, the like, sound oh, editing so and the sound yeah. design of that scene alone, when you're just watching the movie, oh wow, you know, this is this is riveting and then like if you're in a quiet house and you all you're you're watching this movie and all you're hearing is dum 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 that her her bashing her head on the like mm-hmm. on that oh it was just it's 
Hereditary is really good. So I hope this movie has those same kind of hints and beats and you know from that movie. I, but I definitely don't think it's gonna get the same critical play, uh, appraise. You don't? That, uh, Hereditary. Yeah. I think I think it's still gonna get like critical acclaim, but nowhere near as good as Hereditary. Right, right. Um, Tyler, did you have anything from Fast Track News? Uh, the, of the ones that we hadn't already talked about, obviously, I was really, I'm really happy that Godzilla King of the Monsters got some really good epic, uh, first yeah. actions, which I expected because most right. first actions right. are pretty positive. But it is good to know that uh, there's going to be a lot more uh, monster action in this one, which I expected because there's like a ton of monsters in this. But it's going to be, it's going to be awesome. I mean, I, this is yeah. one of my movies I've been looking forward to the most this year. So, and I yeah, me too. Fun. So what do yeah. you um okay, you okay so, so I agree with this I this with I, I, I it's, it's also good that this had good reviews because um that means we can all get excited for next year's Kong versus um Godzilla which is gonna be bonkers in IMAX I can already tell it's gonna be an IMAX movie um yeah. just to watch Kong and Godzilla beat each other's ass uh, what are your guys thoughts on this Black Widow stuff like as far as like you know she was gonna have this role in Endgame where she was gonna be taking care of orphans and stuff like that that just seems a little weird like it just seems like out there yeah. You know? Um, I, I kind of, I kind of liked it. I kind of want to wanted to see it like, a little bit. Yeah, like even if I it was mean, like one I, scene of her. Just, like I, you know? I mean, I like it, but like at the same time, like I said, like I just feel it's a little out there, and it's like, is it really needed? Um, a lot of things was out there in Endgame, though. A lot. Like, yeah, that's true. They could have added like a scene or two, like you said, where like like they showed the one, the the one scene of Captain America and his support group with Joe Russo and all that. True, yeah, that's true, true. Another nod like that, just like go from one thing to another, then go right into their conversation. Yeah, I guess now that you put it that way, yeah, it would make just to see like you know right before the scene, you know when she's talking to everyone on the uh, on the holograms and stuff like that, and yeah. Captain Marvel's new haircut. Um, <laughs> maybe maybe like right before that scene, like the scene before that can be her like taking care of these young girls who lost their parents now from the snap yeah. that would have been kind of interesting and then and then somehow that leads into the hologram yeah scene. that would have been kind of interesting I don't know and then she just goes back to the base and does that hologram yeah. scene I don't know I would have the Namor reference yeah the Namor reference was dope um I yeah I I was just very interested seeing that kind of you know um, kind of, you know, break the internet. I also think they, they got to stop doing these interviews with the Russos. It's kind of... They're turning... Yeah, it's rubbing fans. Yeah, they're turning, like... They're going full J.K. Rowling. Yeah, I was going to say that. They're turning into, like, J.K. Rowling, and I'm just like, guys, they got to stop doing interviews with them. They just have to. Yeah, I mean, I don't... I don't really know what their thinking is. Like, if they if they look at it one way, and then uh, the writers don't get enough credit. Honestly, uh, Stephen, uh, Christopher Marcus, and Stephen McFeely. Great, they gotta be in Boston um, on Thursday. Yeah, yeah, they don't get enough credit. I I don't know if like maybe they're just like because they said I know they said like a lot of things can, in in a end game can be interpreted differently. So I don't know if they're just interpreting everything differently because I know that they said that. Um, at the end, when Captain America comes back, the writer said that it's it's still this version, like this timeline's Captain America. But then the Russos are like, no, it's an alternate. Yeah, that's why they timeline. these interviews. They just let them go. I feel like it'd be one thing though if they yeah. actually wrote the movies, but they don't. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I know. Right. You can't really be like, oh, no, it was meant for this one. But then the writers did something different. That makes what pissed me off over the weekend. Say what you want. When they were like, when they said, oh, yeah, Cap was able to wield Mjolnir this entire time. I was like, no, shut up. You're ruining the scene for me. Because, like, that scene, it, that. Yeah, but it makes sense. I don't think sense. it does. I think it's more of a payoff, the fact that, because, listen. Because think of how much of a hot shot Thor was. But, back. yeah, but, like, but, like. I think that was like because 
Keep in mind, in Age of Ultron, Captain America, he's not perfect because Age of Ultron, he still knew about Tony's parents. Age yeah. of Ultron, he knew that, like, he still had that kind of weight on his shoulder about Tony's parents that he knew what really happened to them, and he's been he's been teaming up with this person that he knows the truth about their parents, and that's not good. So Mjolnir is like, oh shit, you got some shit to cover up, but you then, know. But then that doesn't really explain why he was able to. But that's the thing, like, you're, you're almost there, you know what I mean? Like, that's why, that's what, in my head, it was just like, okay, you're almost, you're almost there, almost worthy, but not quite there yet. And I think the arc of Captain America from Age of Ultron to Captain America now, like, he has the shield back, he's taking in all this, like, he's about to fight, he's about to f go fight by himself Thanos and his entire army. He's about to fight them by himself before people start coming back and stuff. I just like the idea of him... I liked him, like, in that moment, he was worthy of, of you know, holding the, the, um, the, she, I mean, the, um, Thor's hammer. I don't think the whole thing, he was always worthy. I, I just, it feels kind of like a throwaway, and I... Yeah, I, I mean, for me, it goes both ways, because I feel like, I feel like, yeah, like, it does take away from the impact of that scene in Endgame, but at the same time, like, if he was never worthy, like, I don't think he would have been able to, like, nudge the hammer like that. I think I think that was, like, in the sense, because I think him nudging the hammer was in the sense that you're almost there, bud, but you, you still got some learning to do as far as, yeah. like, his character and stuff like that. So, I don't know, maybe, like, it does, because it, it does make sense that he was worth. it does make sense, too, that, oh, he, he didn't want to embarrass Thor. That's stupid. Like, just, like, fuck <laughs> Thor. You know what I mean? Just lit that thing. That's Ooh. before Thor was yeah, cool. Yeah, it was, like, what? He didn't want to embarrass Thor. What are you guys talking about? I figured it wasn't going to matter because I figured it wasn't going to matter at all because Mjolnir blew up. <laughs> so. yeah. yeah, right, I know. Well, I mean, yeah, what's her face? Shattered. Yeah, it. Which I, was figured, okay, I wasn't going to think about Mjolnir anymore because it blew up. So I was like, yeah, okay, then they cool. brought it back. Come back time travel. Um, yeah, and, um, like, I felt, I felt bad for 2013, uh, Thor, who has no hammer now, for, like, 20 the minutes. <laughs> I, I, I did think the funniest part with Thor in Endgame, other than him being fat, was, uh, when they're, when, right before they're about to do the time heist, and he's trying to explain to everybody the plot of the Dark World. Yeah, and that's kind of like a I, deal I, the I, I just, like, like, something was in Jane, and I had to go get that something out. I'm like, this yeah, is hilarious. You, I'm like, they don't even know I'm the plot. glad Hemsworth is sticking around. I think he just signed a, he's on a new contract too. Um, yeah, he wants like to be. He's like he's like he's like um Hugh Jackman a few years ago. He wants to play this character for as long as he can, you know. Yeah. And I, props to him. Go ahead, because like I mean, as Guardians biggest, of the Galaxy, biggest role. If I'm being honest, I mean he he has some other decent roles outside of the MCU, but I mean this is definitely yeah. like his calling card, so to speak, for his career. I, I mean, I, I mean, I might as well just retitle Men in Black International for uh, Thor. 4. Yeah, man, because yeah. even that looks kind of like. I mean, he's. He's he's charismatic. He's charismatic what, enough. Yeah, but I think, that looks kind of tough. I don't know. I think with Chris Hemsworth, what people really underestimate about Chris Hemsworth is like how like how he's evolved as an actor and like how great of an actor he's become. Like he is like, really good. When you look at he's is super. One of my favorite arcs of the I, MCU is yeah. his. He's really good. And, yeah. yeah. And I and I loved Chris Hemsworth in uh, Bad Times at the El Royale. Um, That's yeah. one of the reasons why I love that yeah. movie. Is Chris yeah, Hemsworth. Well, and uh, I liked him a lot in Rush as well. Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah Rush is really the good. The racing movie with, uh, directed by Ron Howard. 
I liked him in Twelve Strong too. I like Twelve Strong. Yeah, he's good. Right. Twelve oh, Strong. Yeah. Movie too. He he makes he makes mediocre movies more watchable. Um, I I do agree. I I think Chris Hemsworth has def- definitely found his calling card as far as his character, which is so great. Um, and I think you know he he just plays it all really well, and um, I can't wait to see how far he goes. All right, we have mm. a couple of more minutes left, so let's go into the television news real quick. Um, so real quick, Disney now fully owns Hulu. Um, Game of Thrones like this episode now holds the series' worst Rotten Tomatoes score. Um, Constance Wu is facing a lot of backlash from Hollywood from comments about the Fresh Out the Boat renewal. Uh, this This Is Us receives massive three-season renewal at NBC, and HBO's Watchmen series had a trailer last week, which was interesting. And then we have our full list of canceled and renewed shows. I don't think I'll have time to Man. go down the full list, so maybe I'll do like a live episode this weekend to talk about all the canceled and renewed shows on TV. But anything from the uh, television stuff that interests you, Alex? Um, now, I don't know the full story of Constance. Yeah, I wanted to talk like about that. Said, we don't have much time yet, but I wanted to talk about that so bad. Okay. Yeah, like I heard about it, but I just don't know the full context. I have heard that she is like very difficult to work yeah, with. Yeah, and that's kind of that's a bummer for me because I'm a... After after Crazy Rich Asians, I was a huge fan of hers, and I was like, mm-hmm. but I can already see what this kind of character is. Like, oh, I'm I'm listen. I was in one of the biggest movies of last summer. I'm about to be in a movie with Cardi B and like all mm-hmm. these people. Like, I don't need this this low rated TV show anymore. That's what it feels like, right? Like, yeah. you know, because like yeah, when they of. announced the renewal, she's like putting all these comments like, oh fuck this and this and that. I'm not happy. And then she she tried to like, shouldn't you be yeah like, she happy that you have a like deny. Guerrera is like Denai Guerrera is like one of the biggest runs right now in and I don't think I don't think anyone really notices that she's doing a lot. She's in Black Panther, gotta be in Black Panther mm-hmm. 2, Avengers Infinity War, Endgame, and Walking Dead. You don't see her talking any shit. She's in Walking Dead. No, now? she's always been in Walking Dead. That's where she started. You know what I mean? Denai Guerrera. Okoye? She, yeah, yeah, I know. But I didn't know she was yeah, in that. Yeah, I forgot you stopped watching. But yeah, yeah she's been Walking born. Dead all these seasons and stuff, and that's like kind of that's kind of her main calling card. Now, could you imagine her making all these comments now that, oh, I'm in, I'm in Avengers now. I don't have to worry about Walking Dead. No, she's still... Well, I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't but, either, but still, she's doing her... She's staying humble. You know, is what I'm yeah, saying. Yeah, like She's yeah, doing her due yeah, diligence yeah. and stuff, and you can't forget where you came from, you know, because you, yeah. you probably wouldn't have been in Black Panther and Infinity War and Endgame game if you wasn't in Walking Dead first. Same with Constance Wu. You probably, if you wasn't in that show fresh off the boat, you probably wouldn't have been in Crazy Rich Asians or all these other new um, projects that you're starting to do. So, I don't know. I it, it, It's a very 180 on her because I was really high on her after watching Crazy Rich Asians. I was a huge fan of her so I'm not, it's crazy. Uh, yeah, I mean, I haven't seen the movie so I can't really comment on that, but I mean, just from what like, I didn't really read, like, what she said or what the situation was. I just saw, like, the headline yeah. that she had said yeah. something that was controversial. She basically was and that everybody was just... Got renewed, and yeah, that was like, it. Yeah. And then underneath of the... Uh, she went on, like, a rant about it on Twitter. Not, well, indirectly. She wasn't directly referencing it on Twitter, but obviously that's what she was referring to. And then on Instagram, uh, under the Instagram post saying yep. that yep. Off the Boat got renewed, she just commented underneath of it, dislike. 
Yeah, like it's just wow. it's crazy, and I'm just like, okay, now now I it's like Catherine Heigl, you know what I mean? Like Catherine Heigl has no work anywhere because yeah, they said that she's horrible to work with, and even if you have this great role, like she like she's you gotta watch that movie, bro, because it's like she's really good in it, and like Hollywood is very like cutthroat. If you have a horrible personality, you can be replaced. So she's on this crazy run right now, but. You can easily be replaced. Don't don't think that you're comfortable now. You know, what I mean, yeah. that's really like a crazy run though. Because I mean, I like Constance Wu, but I, I I don't mind Fresh Off the Boat. But other than Fresh Off the Boat and Crazy Rich Asians, I don't really know her. Well, I, I, I won't say as of like right because she has she signed on to like three projects after Crazy Rich Asians. You know what I mean? Of course. Like she signed up. Like it's like she'll become in the next couple of like years. Maybe like a year or two, we're going to see her in a lot more. Similar to how we saw Rebel Wilson and everything after Pitch Perfect, you know? So, and pretty much how we're seeing Tiffany Haddish and everything. Oh, God. But, um, uh, yeah, she needs to go yeah. away. I'm on Constance Wu's Twitter right now. And it's what? Uh, basically, she just, uh, she took a screenshot. Uh, this was three days ago. This was her, la- this was her last tweet three days ago. These were... Yeah, these words are my truth. I hope you hear them. And then there's just like a huge like, yeah, yeah. Because now she's trying to go back and be like, oh no, I didn't mean it like this. I was just having a rough yeah. day. And, and now I'm just Listen, yeah. The, now I'm just scrolling. The internet through, like, her. has receipts, man. You got <laughs> that's the like whoever made the screenshot kind of like that kind of technology thing happen. Like yeah. that person must be sitting on a bank of money because receipts. You got receipts right here. Like, I, like people got. And that was actually one of the comments when she posted that little paragraph. Somebody was like, "Oh my god!" But the receipts are really hard to look past, and it's all these pages of her and her comments on all the you know announcements of the renewal and stuff. I'm, I'm reading one response. She like one of her tweets is "fucking hell," and then somebody just uh, responds, "Catherine Heigl called." Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's what I'm saying. Catherine Heigl. She has nothing going on in years. She hasn't had. So yeah. I'm just like, wait a. You gotta do that shit undercover, man. If you're pissed, do your last season, do your couple of episodes, fill out your contract. That's it. But this whole of ah oh, fuck this and making it so like public, it's yeah. like you gotta know how to do it. Like you gotta keep that shit on the low. You know what I mean? Like she knew that you knew you was gonna get some type of headlines with like doing those kind of comments on the stuff. You know what I mean? So. Yeah. Um, all right, real quick, we have to wrap up. Uh, movie pull list, what do we have this weekend? Uh, so this week, uh, we have uh, Happy Death Day to You. Best Buy didn't have it, so I was mad. Um, we have Fighting With My Family, The Director's Cut, uh, Cold Pursuit on... Uh, with uh, All these are on 4K, Blu-ray, DVD, you know the spiel. Uh, Cold Pursuit with Liam Neeson. Uh, we also have the re-release, uh, 30th anniversary edition of Field of Dreams. Uh, re-release of Forrest Gump. And um, that uh, Netflix movie with Ben Affleck, Triple Threat. Triple Frontier? Oh. Oh. Is that the one <laughs> yeah. he's in? I think so. Oh, yeah. Um, Tri- okay. uh, Tyler, are you getting any of these movies this week? I already got Forrest Gump on Blu-ray. <laughs> Well, what about like Happy Death Day and then Fighting with My Family? I want to pick up that because I really like that. I just want to get that, I, of those. Yeah, Fighting with My Family. I'll probably pick that one up. I'll probably wait to get Happy Death Day to you. Probably same, like off like same. Black Friday sale or something. Same. Oh man, you just, just I swear, dude, we're like we're right there. <laughs> you guys are it's meant not, for like, each other. Full purchase worthy release. Worth. Yeah. Like, it's, it's not worth buying going out and buying it for like twenty thirty bucks. Like my boss. When it's my like boss, ten. 
Like my boss keeps uh he keeps telling me to buy Venom. I'm like, dude, I'm not buying that full price. Like no, nobody nobody nobody's in on Cold Pursuit. I, it was just boring. I thought if you yeah, want to buy it, grab it. I just thought it was boring as hell. The original, like, the original one is much better. I was just snoozing. It, I remember doing that doing that review with Casey. And I, heard, I was just like, yeah. Oh. I heard I heard I heard a lot of people were just upset it wasn't like a straightforward action film and that it was more like far. I don't mind that. It's just it was boring. I don't mind yeah. that, but Lee. It just felt like it's just boring. That's it. Like, yeah, um, but fighting yeah. with my family is one of my fa- one of my favorites of the year. So I'm gonna yeah, grab that. Um, but all right, guys, that is episode 42 of the Cinemania World Show. Sorry, we couldn't go our full like hour and a half kind of depth. But uh, we have John Wick tonight, which is fun. Yeah. Yeah. Our our review should be up tonight. Um, Tyler, let everyone Guts. know when they can find you. Uh, Tyler Calvert on YouTube. Tyler Calvert 23 on Instagram and Tyler underscore Calvert 23 on Twitter. All right, Alex, go ahead. Where can everyone find you? Um, you can find me on YouTube, Alex Madden, my, just my regular name. Uh, same on Facebook. Um, Twitter, at Alex underscore Madden underscore Instagram, at Alex underscore Madden underscore, no capitals in my name, and then Stardust, same thing, but with capitals. And you can find me, I'm Dwayne. You can find me on Twitter at Cinemaniac94, Cinemaniac and then Instagram at Cinemaniac1994. The 94 was taken. Um, Alright guys, thank you guys for joining us. My name's, I never noticed. <laughs> my name's Dwayne, that was Alex, and that was Tyler on the phones. Thank you, Tyler, once again. And we will talk to you guys soon. Bye-bye. Alright, see you soon. Bye.